This is the Franchise Radio Show, brought to you by Franchise Simply. Brian Keane here, hello and welcome. Uh, I'm thrilled today to have one of the leading experts in an area which is mysterious to most of us, even if you think we know what it's all about. I'm talking about Dave Jennings from Melbourne SEO. Melbourne, um, Dave is a man of many parts and many skills. And uh, if you heard one of his other interviews I had with him, you'd have learned that his big entrepreneurial breakthrough when he was the tender age of 21, when he sold the Melbourne Cricket Ground. I'll ask him about that in a minute. So I'd like to know how on earth he did that. Um, not London Bridge. So um, anyway, this was a stepping stone for him um, into all sorts of business ventures. And he's really established himself as an entrepreneur. Um, and um, from his point of view, he's been involved in a whole host of things, including rock and roll, roll inspired clothing and and day trading on the stock exchange and so forth. A lot of experience which all brings in together to the essential things you need in business today if you're going to be successful. You've got to have background and experience, no doubt about it. So he founded his company, Melbourne SEO Services and Melbourne Video Production. Um, and these are two of the most trusted organisations in this field. And I must say, I'm delighted to have cornered Dave and uh, twisted his arm to do some work for us. And it's been tremendous. Um, he's a lover of systems and processes. Um, if you haven't heard it, then our um, our podcast, our franchise radio show about um, System Hub is well worth listening to. But today, we're going to run through something different. We're going to look at authority content. And I've titled this, Why SEO and Your Online Marketing is Not Working. Dave, welcome to Franchise Radio. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me onto the the call and uh, a fantastic introduction too, if I might, might add. Well, I'll put you on the spot. How did you sell the Melbourne Cricket Ground? Uh, it was a good story and if you Google it, you can still find the original sort of Channel 9 news um, interview and articles and things like that. Basically, they were doing some renovations on the MCG, got my hands on some of the discarded wood and then I chopped it up into little pieces and then announced to the media that I was selling Australia's most well-known sporting stadium for twenty four ninety five, and as you can imagine, the, the media gobbled that up and uh, couldn't get enough of it, and they put it on radio and TV and newspapers and magazines, and yeah, it, was, it was a great sort of my first leg up in that sort of entrepreneurial world. Right, now we're going to put you more of a spot, because we're going to get into the area which is your current passion, and certainly one I'm thriving on learning more and more about, it never stops. Um, is with regards to authority content. Um, now, it is a new world, as Google seems to insist we do every year. Um, can you give us a bit of an overview on the current state of SEO? What's been happening of late? Yeah, well, SEO has definitely changed quite heavily over the past five years. A lot of people used to see SEO as the holy grail to marketing because you'd give an SEO you know, a dollar and you basically turn it into two. It was almost like alchemy. And that was because the algorithms were quite simple and easy to understand. But we have seen as uh, more and more people started to come online, there was a lot of people who started to manipulate the engines, and then that would actually cause poor quality search results. And if you think about it, Google really re um, relies on high quality search results because that keeps the users coming back, using their service, and then obviously they can then look to display ads around that, which is how they make money. So as the the abuse started to increase, Google needed to start to introduce different algorithm updates. There's a whole slew of them. If, if you know 
about SEO, you might have heard things like Penguin and Panda and Hummingbird. And there are a lot of other updates as well that weren't really um, talked about or, or didn't get quite as much coverage. But it, it, what Google is doing now, the speed at which these updates is, uh, are happening is increasing. So what this has meant is a lot of the corners that people used to cut, you can't really cut anymore. And uh, Google's doing a, a lot better job at letting webmasters and, and people who own websites know what it is that they're looking for. There's actually a document that's been released a few times called uh, Google's Quality Rater Guidelines, and it actually talks about what Google's looking for. And it used to be quite simple, you know, you'd, you'd choose the keyword that you wanted to rank for, you'd put it in the title tag and the descriptions, and uh, you might send a couple of links to it. It didn't really matter if they were high quality or low quality links, and before you knew it, you were ranking on the search engines. But with these updates and what we're seeing in the Google's Quality Raters Guidelines, is the algorithm is becoming much more complex. And Google takes into account a whole range of factors, including how people are interacting and engaging with a website, what it is that they're looking at. You know, still a lot of the old factors uh, play a part as well, links and on-page SEO, uh, but also things like authority. Google really is starting to lean in to look at, well, who is publishing this content? Uh, and, and that's really what we're starting to see. Now, SEO just... Um, now just in, involves a lot more to get that same result. So I think that's probably the short version of, of what's changed over the past few years. It used to be keywords and backlinks and, you know, you're all set. So that's obviously history now, as you say, Panda and goodness knows all of these creatures that they keep introducing. So, so where is it most people go wrong these days with their online marketing? Um, I think... The biggest thing, and it's always been the same, I think people look for a silver bullet. They're looking for the one answer. And, and as I said almost right at the start, SEO, it was seen as the holy grail, but it was just a window of opportunity. And now there's uh, a lot of times a mismatch in expectations with understanding what SEO um, can and will deliver. And, and it comes from thinking about what it used to be like and that loophole. And because that window is now closed and the algorithm is much tighter, um, what SEO provides, it isn't a silver bullet. It's about creating good, high-quality content. It's about doing it consistently over a long period of time. It's about making sure that your website provides a great user experience. And uh, it's a good idea to make sure that all of your optimization happens with the user in mind first, rather than doing something for the sake of uh, appealing to a search engine or trying to get a ranking, always it should come first. What is going to provide the best result to someone? And you have a, a as part of that, you have a great quality website that is mobile responsive, loads quickly, has a good user interface. You have some great quality content that engages that target market and the audience, and then you share it around the web. And when you have all of those things combined, that's when you start to see some good results. And I think. The other thing that makes it quite hard for business owners is there are a lot of opportunities online and it's easy to get swayed to all of these different strategies and techniques. You know, should I be thinking about Facebook? Should I be thinking about Instagram? Should I be thinking about Pinterest? You know, do I need to think about AdWords? Like there's so many different choices. It's important to try and get a, a cohesive strategy that ticks uh, those three boxes, getting the website right, getting great content and then sharing it around the web. 
but doing it consistently just so you don't get thrown off track. So there's probably a few mistakes that they make there and hopefully that helps to kind of uncover a couple of them. Yeah, and I guess, look, for the multi-million dollar businesses out there, they can afford to cover all bases. It's as simple as that. Uh, plus, they have the time, they have resources. For the average small to medium business, and I'm talking here, turnover up as, you know, up to the five million, perhaps even ten million, you know, that is a really distracting resource because the business is predominantly driven by the owner um, and, you know, they have limit, limited crew, but we don't have full-time IT people. It becomes hard. So. Um, how do we know, you know, whether SEO still is effective? You know, is it worth spending money on? You're sort of giving a pointer here towards a number of areas, but as you said, there's a myriad of them. How do you pick what works for you? Yeah, well, there's definitely more cost that's involved now in doing good SEO because there's a lot more factors to take into account and there's not as many sort of loopholes. So I think every business owner and regardless of what marketing strategy or endeavor you go after it, it's um, just part of good due diligence to stack things up and make sure that the numbers make sense and I say these days that SEO doesn't make sense for every business if you're a brand new startup business and you've got an e-commerce website and you're selling a $10 widget you've got to sell a lot of these $10 widgets just to get break even on your spend now that might mean that you might need to bring some of the SEO in-house and uh, try and get some of those things in place that we know Google's looking for, um, but it might not make sense to engage an SEO company to do it for you because um, realistically in more competitive spaces and if you've got a brand new site selling a product, it might take 6, 12 months, um, even longer in some spaces to get some good traction. And as a business owner, if you're investing you know, 15 two grand and upwards on SEO every single month, but you're not seeing a positive ROI, then that can be hard to do. And as a startup, you've always got this limited marketing budget, so you need to determine where to allocate it correctly. But um, for other businesses, sometimes it can make perfect sense. Uh, if you're a more established business, a more established e-commerce website, sometimes if you haven't looked at SEO, making some minor tweaks can have a big change to your bottom line uh, very quickly if you've already got a, a more established presence. Uh, same with uh, traditional businesses. If you're selling you know, products or services, maybe higher end things, sometimes you might only need to sell one or two of your products and then it pays for the whole SEO campaign. So you probably just need to chat with someone, figure out the numbers, figure out what the likely break even point is um, and then that helps you determine doesn't make sense is the best place to start with engaging a, a company or is it something that you need to bring in-house? Um, yeah. And that's one of the reasons that I'm talking to you, Dave, because I know you've got your finger on the pulse. So I might add here, I've recently retained Dave, so I, I have Dave provide services to all of my clients, all the members who join my franchise programs, which is fantastic because once they don't realise it, they're actually all startups because you may have had a business going for one year or 15 years um, but the fact is, when you migrate to franchising, it's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new marketing strategy. You've got a budget for it. And this is where Dave comes in because he can look and advise and say, okay, this is what you really need to budget to get your franchise group as a new startup off the ground. Um, now, in saying that, I suppose what I'd like to sort of say is, what are the steps that are needed for that? Dave? Yeah, 
I, I kind of touched on um, probably the three main steps in the process that we go through and to drill into those a little bit more because this applies for everybody. I think step one is making sure that your website follows Google's best practice. You want to make sure that it is quick loading, that it's mobile responsive, that you've, you know, Google's able to correctly find all of the pages, make sure you've got some good on-page optimization, make sure that you're following modern design practice. Uh, we recommend for websites, especially if you're just starting out and probably in about 95% of all circumstances, WordPress works as a fantastic content management system to start with and that's uh, the one that Brian uses. Uh, and I, I would suggest if you start with WordPress, you can't go wrong because there are different, more obscure content management systems, but I've seen it before where if, if a web developer suggests a very obscure content management system, oftentimes what they're doing is they're tying you to them. Because if you use something like WordPress, um, you're not really tied to a specific developer. But, but again, you, you, it's all about starting off with um, a great content management system that can help you tick a lot of these boxes that we know Google's looking for. Then step two is around content. Uh, once you know your website is, is in line with what Google's looking for, you then need to have uh, something that we can target to your uh, prospects and people that we know are going to be looking for you and also to engage your existing audience. You want to have good quality, compelling content and it's all about getting into the mind of your prospects and understanding what questions they're asking just prior to them making a decision that they want to work with you and your company. And you create content around that and you look to optimise uh, that content. So that's probably that step number two. And then the final step is then, well, how do you take that content and share it around the web? Obviously, it'll start off on, on your website. That's where you should share all your content first. You can set up a blog site of the website uh, where you can post that, that content. And I know Brian's going through a process at the moment, posting up different videos and articles and things like that to keep the audience engaged. And that's, that's a great idea. Uh, and then beyond that, you can take that content and you might start to share it around different platforms where you know your, your audience is, whether that's on LinkedIn or Facebook, Twitter, you know, there's lots of different social media platforms that you can share that content on. And then that's kind of, I think, every business owner can go through those three steps. And then what an SEO can do, if you decide to work with an SEO, can um, just make sure, depending on the level of competition in your industry, those sorts of things, just make sure that you've done all the basics and got all the most important components in each one of those steps. And there are a few more advanced strategies that they can do when it comes to things like sharing and those sorts of things. But that's that's what we consider modern SEO, following that website, content, sharing, those three steps. Right, okay. If you say that's what we're doing with our business at the moment, because we're fortunate, we've got a lot of content. In fact, we've got a mindful of it. So we're working through that, which came as a pleasant surprise. So it's not necessarily that big an investment to do it. It takes a bit of time to, to take what you've got and edit it. I think a lot of people will have that, if not that. It's not necessarily hard to create it. You just got to look at the material you've got. You know, I say choose an authority. So I suppose this has all happened. You've sort of alluded to it, mentioned about Google refining their algorithms and and so on and so forth, and doing things fairly quickly. So to, to, I suppose to look at it with regards to authority and the fact that it's now so important. What, what why has it become become so important? Such a such a key factor that 
you can't do without really. Yeah, look, building your website up as an authority in the industry and you and your business as the authority is important for Google because so many people started gaming the search engines. Um, Google started to think, well, how do we decide who we're going to trust? How do we decide which websites that we're going to rank? And there's a really telling line in that Google Quality Guidelines document that I was talking about. And you can Google that, Google um, Google Quality uh, Raiders Guidelines, and it's a free PDF that you can download. And the telling line was something along the lines of, and I'll just paraphrase here, that an average site can be actually marked as a high site, because in that document they talk about how to rate a site, but uh, you can actually mark a site high purely with the authority behind whoever is publishing that content. It's almost like the trump card. You can actually drop the ball on a few other things that Google suggests that you have in place, um, but if you're seen in the eyes of Google as an authority, then it can kind of lift everything. I don't know if you've heard that phrase, all boats float on a rising tide, and authority is that rising tide. It lists everything up. Now, if you combine uh, those three steps that I talked about before with making sure that you really position yourself as the authority, that's when you kind of really set you and your, your website up and giving it the best chance of success. So there are a lot of different factors that uh, Google look at when considering what is authority, and uh, they're still tweaking and improving the algorithm, but it's things like how many people are, are referencing your content, how much content do you actually have, uh, when people are engaging in your content, how do they actually engage? Do they comment? Do they share? Um, there's quite a lot of different metrics that um, Google kind of all add up to determine the authority of, of a website and also whoever's creating that content, the, the author behind it. So it's, yeah, it's really one of those things that we're, we're seeing now, particularly almost as a long-term play as well. We know it works here and now, but we know that it's the direction that Google's heading. So you can't go wrong by positioning your business as the authority in the space. It, It'll, it'll stand the test of time and be a very good investment in your time and your effort to do it because it's, it's something that's just evergreen. And not only that, it ticks Google's boxes, but it also um, ticks the right boxes for your prospects and clients as well. Um, it's, it's, it's that aligning of those objectives and, and making sure that your, your, your clients and prospects see you as the authority and the expert. Okay, that's that's absorbing stuff, and uh, it's great to hear it from from someone like yourself, um, and and reference as well to that Google information. Because you sort of preempted my next question. I was going to pop in and say, you know, when's the next big Google change coming? But are you saying that effectively it's incremental, and that's really the path that Google are now on? They they found authority content is their masthead, if you like, their key. Yep, yep. Look, they, um, there are some uh, big updates that roll out, and they usually do it in a particular process. Usually Google will first come out and tell webmasters, and they'll say, hey, this is really important. We want to make sure that you do this, this, and this on your website. And they usually do that for a period of time. And then what they do is they add it, the next step is they add it into the quality raters guidelines, which is um, used by manual reviewers when they look at a website, and they give them very clear criteria uh, that oftentimes that Google has already been out in the public saying we think this is important. And then the final stage is then they turn that into the algorithm. And that's when you might get something like a panda update, a penguin update, a hummingbird update. Um, these weren't su sort of super surprises. And I know um, some webmasters and business owners were 
caught off guard with some of these updates, but Google had been out there saying that, hey, these type of backlinks uh, and manipulating the rankings in this particular way, we don't like this. So it wasn't a surprise to us when it rolled out because they'd been saying it for so long. It's just they turn it into an algorithm and then everybody gets affected. Now some of these algorithms are now um, just part of the engine and they're constantly running and it's just part of Google's calculation. I think one of the next big updates we'll see at some point will be some form of authority algorithm update. I don't know what they'll call it. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen, but we're seeing now the references to authority in the Google Quality Raiders guidelines, which is the step before they turn it into the algorithm. So that's why we're working with clients and things like that, positioning them now as early as possible um, so that if it does get incorporated or when it gets incorporated into the search engines, they've already kind of got themselves well set up. Right, because I suspect a lot of people listening certainly would, themselves or newer people that when things like Panda came in, the world fell down and they lost their ratings for months um, because also it, it takes a long time to establish a rating. So whilst there's a bit of work to be done with regards to setting up the authority content, the reality is it's an, it is investment for time because uh, it's a long-term strategy. Um, now, um, I was going to ask you a bit more about authority content, but I think you've covered it really well. There's not really anything else to add. Look, I've got, I'll, I'll drill in just a little bit more around um, this process that we call authority content that, that we've developed. Um, basically, um, understanding a lot of what we've talked about and how um, important authority is, we came up with this process because I'm a bit of a systems guy. Like that's, that's my thing. I love to take ideas and turn it into processes that are repeatable and scalable. So we found one of the big problems that a lot of business owners had uh, is that when, when you're on the tools and you're you know in that space that you talked about right at the start between that you know five to ten mil and you're still you know very much jumping and and being involved with many different hats of the business, uh, oftentimes it's hard to create and find the space to create content. This idea of authority content and. Um, I, I, we've got clients that come on board with us and they like, you know, we don't have enough time in the day just to be working with all of our clients, let alone trying to carve out some time to write some big blog posts and, you know, create videos and things like that. So as an SEO company, we needed to come up with a process to make that as easy as possible for the client. So we developed this strategy called authority content where it's a three-stage process where we first get the client to present uh, their their uh, information and answer some frequently asked questions. We then turn that into some sort of product that can either live on their website or potentially even saleable. Um, and then the final stage is we chop that up into pieces and we share it around the web and that's part of the promotion phase. So that, that first step in this three steps for authority content, and this is how we make it easy for clients, we pick one day when the client gets together and answers all of their frequently asked questions, talks about their business, you know, step one is all about identifying um, who your target market is, what questions they're asking, and then getting a clear outline of those types of questions so you can batch that content creation. 
Sometimes it takes the form of a workshop, you know, a traditional workshop, kind of like the ones that Brian runs. Uh, for some clients, that doesn't make sense. For example, we worked with a, a pool manufacturer, and it's not like they're going to have a, you know, a little classroom style um, group of people come together and create the content in that way. Instead, we picked one day. We got some of their key staff together, salespeople and people involved in the construction of of these pools. And then what they did is they talked through the process and answered some of these frequently asked questions. I'm just going to pause this um, phone, sorry. Um, yeah, and then got them to answer some of these uh, frequently asked questions. And what that does is by batching it into one day, you might get 25, 30 videos all in one sitting. Um, it's, uh, it's about finding the right balance between quantity versus quality. When you make videos, a lot of people try and create these Hollywood-style production videos, and there's a time and a place for those, but authority content, like I'm talking about, really is about getting good quality content but doing it in mass because then we can take that content and repurpose it. So that's step one, and then you move to step two is you turn that into a product. Now that can either be, um, in Brian's case, he uses a lot of um, those workshops that he runs uh, as saleable product, and it's part of his membership. Um, so we'll be able to, um, he set that up, and that's part of, of what you get when you, you work with Franchise Simply. For the example of the pool manufacturer, uh, he wanted to have it more as an open resource. So he took all of that content, and then it lives on his website, almost like a frequently asked questions section. We actually named it like a pool buyer's guide, and we structured the questions in an order that made sense for when you were researching and looking to do a pool. Now, to buy a pool, that lives on their website, and it's a great way of engaging the content, uh, engaging prospects and things like that. And we actually found um, it almost makes a mini celebrity out of some of the staff. We had clients that were going in and uh, feeling like they already knew some of the salespeople and some of the staff before they ever set foot inside the business because they'd watched a series of videos with them. And then it's like they're like, oh, you're, you're, I, I remember you. You're like that person on the, or you're that person on the video, which just changes the whole dynamic for a salesperson when they're seen as like a mini celebrity. Um, and then the final stage is this idea of now we start to share it around the web. We use it to promote. Now, um, the, no matter where the content ends up living, um, we can then take that content, have someone watch it, chop it up into little clips. Like I said, you might get 25, 30 clips out of one day. Um, some of those videos can then get uploaded to YouTube and optimized. You can also then take the uh, transcriptions of those videos or get them transcribed and then the transcriptions and the video posts get paired together and they become then optimized blog posts. You can then do this over a period of time. That content that you created in one day could then be shared over two or three months, four months. You just drip out a, a video to um, every week and then that gives you something that you can share socially. So what we've done by going through this process is a way to almost, apart from the first presentation phase, extract the business owner from the process of creating and consistently putting out content. Because we know that's important, you know, that consistently and good quality content. Um, and the business owner, we want them to be involved in part of it, but they're so busy that we needed to come up with this new way to do it. So that's, that's effectively what we do. We work with the client in one day, they batch that content, and then we kind of, it's a waterfall process after that. And that's what we call authority content. It's something that we've developed over the, the past 
sort of five years, we've uh, applied it to numerous businesses and find it gets really great results because it, it does that authority positioning. It positions the, the business owner and the staff as the experts because they're providing helpful, useful info. It gives Google a lot of what it's looking for because you're creating content that gets engagement, is easy to share, and you do it consistently. It's not like a once-off thing where you do it once and then you know Google forgets about you. Google wants to see this con um, consistent growth. So yeah, it's a, it's a very effective strategy. That's a very comprehensive explanation, Dave. It really uh, takes the wind out of my sails. I've had a couple of questions you've answered there, so that's fantastic. Thank you. And I think everybody listening's picked up a lot. If you haven't picked it up and noted it, now's your opportunity to play this back. Um, and uh, so, which leads me to the next point. Um, I appreciate you, you mentioned you could perhaps offer some assistance to, uh, uh, to, our, to our listeners. Where can anyone that wants to find out more find out a bit more, Dave? Yeah, well, I think a really good place for them to get started, and uh, we always like to be the, the best example of what it is that we teach um, uh, and talk about and apply for clients, um, is I'm we actually ran a workshop talking about this particular strategy. Uh, then I took all of those transcriptions, and those transcriptions were then given to a ghostwriter, and then that ghostwriter has now turned it into a book. So I'm in the final stages of releasing authority content, the book, uh, and that's something we're just now, I'm talking with um, uh, printer and we're getting the cover done, like we're turning it into a physical book. Uh, and I'd be happy to offer, um, once it's done, a, a free copy to anyone who's listening in your audience. They just cover the cost of shipping and um, it, it'll fully explain that process in more detail and kind of give them a, a bit of a chance to see the whole process firsthand. And, you know, for the astute listener uh, listening, that, that final stage, it's like um, a real key piece and another way that you can position yourself as the authority. Just like Brian, he has a book that he's authored, and uh, that's a, a great way to show that Brian really knows his stuff and he uses it as a way to educate people and then shows and demonstrates his authority in the franchising space. Imagine if you did something similar. You, you ran a, a day workshop, you, you, know, um, you thought about the contents getting turned into a book and you, you went through the authority content process and then that final piece, you turned your, your core ideas into a book. Now that becomes a fantastic door opener and lead generator. So again, we tried to be the best example of what we teach and I'm happy to make that book available. Um, you can just head over to authoritycontent.com forward slash free book and uh, that's authoritycontent.com forward slash free book and then that uh, you can sign up there. As I said, it's not quite ready but you can pre-register and watch um, that I'd say you know, in the next month or so, we'll be sending out those books. Fantastic. Well, that's, that's tremendous, and I can't wait to read it. And um, unfortunately, I'm getting a, uh, an early pre-published pre copy, so uh, I'll be reading that very shortly, and I'd uh, love to get back to it. So that's fantastic. Um, thanks very much, Dave. There's a whole wealth of information there. I'll get this transcribed for our members so they can read the content in detail. For those of you who are not members of my programs, um, what I recommend you do is uh, certainly order that book. Go to Melbourne SEO, Melbourne SEO, very straightforward. Just Google them, go to their website. And there's some fantastic information on there, um, and it's really beautifully laid out. It's a model website as far as I'm concerned. 
I need to see more information. If you'd like to chat to Dave or questions with me, just contact me, Brian at franchisesimply.com.au, and we'll certainly put you in touch, answer your questions as promptly and as effectively as you can. So I've, I've learned a lot. Whilst I've been speaking to Dave quite a bit lately, I've still picked up a lot of things that I hadn't really gathered. There's a limit to how quickly you can learn so much, but uh, learning a bit more about Google and their weird and wonderful progressive ways and uh, and, and the fact about their um, uh, their quality latest guidelines, I think, is something that everybody listening should, should go and grab straight away. Um, but it's also, we, we know that mobile responsiveness became an issue. Um, before we know it, that's history. It's just accepted. It's a fact of life. Um, and uh, now we're looking at this authority content. I hope you've all picked something up here and realised that this is not just a fly-by-night thing of Google's. We're talking here about a paradigm shift. This is the way it's going in the future. So if you tune yourself up now, when the big surprise comes, you're going to be well poised and probably well positioned against your competition as well. So um, I'd like to thank Dave most sincerely for coming along. I'm thrilled to have got so much of his time. He's in demand internationally, not just in Australia. So people like this are gold. Dave, is there anything you'd like to add in closing? No, look, uh, the biggest thing to do is just get started. It's one of those things. Sometimes in business there are things that you know are important but not urgent and you prioritise them down and you never get round to it. But I want to try and hopefully listening to this call, it started to move the needle here from um, from important, not urgent, to important and urgent. Um, you need to try and be in front of this and it'll affect your business in a whole variety of ways. It's not just traffic. It'll improve conversion and positioning, and it has a yeah big impact. And uh, I think uh, you mentioned yeah you can Google Melbourne SEO services, or you can go to melbourneseo.com, um, and you can yeah find out more about us there. I'm available on Twitter. Um, I love Brian's audience, so if you've got any specific questions or anything like that, um, just yeah you can tweet me at, at David Jennings at David Jennings, uh, that's J-E-N-Y-N-S, and I'll do my best to help, or at the very least, I'll point you in the right direction. Brilliant. We've got multiple channels to get back today, but I hope you've enjoyed this teleconference. There are, there are some, some, some of our uh, radio shows we have, we just click as far as I'm concerned, and they really are stepping stones. They're masterpieces, and I think this is one. Um, David's answered a lot of information. You've got further questions to say, get in touch with me. I've certainly helped to learn, it's certainly helped me learn a lot more. I hope the same goes for you. Um, so really just signing off and say thank you very much indeed for listening. And we look forward to, uh, to joining you again when we have our next franchise radio show. Welcome to the franchise radio.